This is the gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, If another member of the church sins against you, go and tell that member, point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word might be confirmed in the presence by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile or a tax collector. Really, I'm telling you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two or three of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. Because where two or three of you are gathered in my name, there I am among you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Be seated. I have a teacher, Audrey West, who said, whenever two or three are gathered, it can be hard to get along. And Lord knows, none of us are angels. So the opportunity to learn and grow together, to invite each other to learn and grow, to be ears open for those invitations from each other, they abound. We harm, we have been harmed, we have stopped harm, interrupted it, called people to learn and grow, and failed to do so. Often, we put up with a lot of bad behavior in the name of Jesus, says another teacher, Peter Stinky, meaning that in the name of forgiveness, we don't name the sin. We do not express the pain. We do not invite the other to learn and grow. We don't expect very much from each other. So whenever this is true, we all suffer. And especially the children suffer. The young, the vulnerable, in the verses immediately before this, Jesus asks his disciples, who is the greatest among you? Of course, they all have their ideas, but Jesus takes a child and puts the child in front of them and says, to such as these, the kingdom of heaven belongs. I mean, this is a teaching 
about how we as a community protect the young and the most vulnerable from harm. How we make sure that harm does not continue and continue and continue. Another teacher, the Reverend Dr. Patrick O'Neill, tells a story about the Maasai people in Africa. The Maasai are renowned as, as great warriors, and yet this is how they greet each other. They don't say, how are you? They say, let me try to get this right, Kasarian Ingera, which means, how are the children? And the response from everyone, single and childless or with big families, all the children are well. Just imagine that. Fierce warriors who yet can be tender. Fierce warriors who are yet very clear about why they exist for the sake of protecting the least, the little ones among them, the children. You know, in the world that we live in, it's the strong and the great who lord it over the weak and the little ones. And in the body of Christ, we get to do it differently. We get to be different. You know, the new life in Christ that we have is one of being a kind of a community where all the children are well. A kind of community that cares about the children in our community, the least, the vulnerable, the oppressed in our community. So that it really can be true that all the children, not just the ones that look like me, all the children are well. And the truth is that if we are going to be a community of forgiveness, we first must be a community that risks naming the offense, pointing out the harmful behavior. That's the beginning of a journey of forgiveness and healing. Being nice and polite does not stop the harm. Sometimes, not always, doesn't protect the young and the powerless. It certainly is true that hurt people hurt people. You hear me? Hurt people hurt people, meaning the perpetrators were once victims. And yet, it, the path to healing for perpetrators is to honestly confront their deeds, not to have us skip quickly past them to forgiveness. So this is the first step Jesus invites us to take, is to name the harm, be clear about the behavior, and to do it in a way that's not shaming, not punishing, not a way to lord it over this person and control them. But when the two of you are alone, 
point out the fault. It's true that in the hands of a doctor, even a scalpel, a knife, can heal. So also a cross. And God did not rush the resurrection, so we ought not rush to forgiveness. So that both the victim and the perpetrator can be healed. Healing requires justice. Healing requires that the harm stops. This is a practice of loving enemies. And what a great gift that the world doesn't have to be the way we see it every day on the news or in the courtroom or wherever. But we can carry that cross together. And Jesus promises that wherever two or three of us are gathered and having a hard time getting along, there Jesus will be with us. Wherever even just two or three are struggling towards mercy, are struggling towards justice, even there, even there, Christ is with us. And this is what can sustain us in the most difficult of times, is the promise that Christ is with us. Thanks be to God.